ESG investments still remain a hot topic in 2022, and the volume of ESG and climate-aligned bonds outstanding could reach 60 trillion US dollars by 2030. Have you gone sustainable in your investing yet? Hi, I'm Sarah Chia from Bond Supermart. Welcome to another episode of our podcast series where we share with you about new bond issues and hold discussions on the fixed income market. So this week, we'll be speaking about the different forms of ESG bonds, um, its, its growth and its outlook. US investment bank JP Morgan expects the volume of bonds linked to environmental, social and governance factors, those are you know ESG factors, in Asia to nearly double to as much as $100 billion US dollars in 2022 spurred by increased investor demand as well as the need for investors, uh, for issuers, sorry, to meet their decarbonisation targets amid global efforts to combat climate change. So what are ESG bonds about and what is the reason behind their rise? Today, we speak with Jackson Chan, Manager of Global Fixed Income at IFAS Hong Kong to discuss further. Hi, Jackson. Hi. Um, well, Jackson, let's start off with the basics. So what qualifies as an ESG investment? Okay, sure. Uh, ESG investment theoretically means investing into the company which have better ESG performance. So at the beginning, the aim of ESG investment is to avoid investing into some companies that will bring negative impact to the society. So recently, there are some professional third-party rating agencies that give an ESG score to corporates based on their ESG performance, So, which is uh, quite similar to credit ratings. So some of the most popular rating firms include the MSCI, the FTSE Russell, and Morningstar's assisting analytics. So with these ratings, uh, investors can actually make more efficient and informed decisions when they come across to ESG investing. Jackson, um, is an ESG bond the same as, you know, or similar to what we commonly know as, you know, ESG investing? Uh, actually, no, uh, because a traditional ESG investment uh, is usually referring to equity investment, uh, which is to invest based on the ESG score or the level of sustainability of the company as a whole. So the higher the score is the better. So however, ESG bond does not take into account about these factors. So instead, the bond is considered as an ESG bond if it can match certain criteria with the use of proceeds. In other words, it focuses on how the proceeds rates are actually spent on ESG-friendly projects instead of uh, the issuer's ESG score or the level of sustainability. Can you tell us a bit more about um, the, the different classifications of these use of proceeds? So based on what I know, it, there is, you know, you've got green bonds, um, and then within the ESG sort of fixed income space, there are also other types of these ESG bonds, right? like social bonds, you've got even blue bonds, um, they've got um, brown bonds or transition sort of bonds, sustainability linked bonds. I mean, at this point, we're al almost looking at a rainbow here. Could you introduce us to the different forms of these ESG bonds? So uh, according to the definition provided by the International Capital Market Association, uh, in the sort uh, ICMA, so ESG bonds include uh, green bonds, uh, social bonds, sustainability bond, and also a sustainability-linked bond. So for green bonds, the proceeds are actually 
allocated exclusively for projects or assets with environmental benefits, uh, such as the renewable energy development, uh, biodiversity uh, conservation, and also green buildings. Uh, for social bonds, the pro proceeds are actually allocated exclusively for projects that address a uh, social issue or achieve some kind of uh, positive social outcomes. So for example, uh, improving the social society standard of living, uh, unequal an, an education, uh, wealth disparity, and gender and racial discrimination. So uh, uh, another one is a sustainability bond. So the proceeds uh, for this kind of bonds are allocated for projects that are simultaneously matched with the requirement of green bond and social bond. So I would say it is actually a subtype or a hybrid of the green bond and social bond. Uh, last but not least, uh, the sustainability linked bond. So this one is a bit different. So uh, as the proceeds are actually used for general purpose rather than some specific project. Uh, however, the issue of promise to an explicit commitment to achieve some kind of uh, sustainability objective. So those objectives uh, over a specified time will trigger a pan, uh, I mean, I mean, uh, those objectives are actually measured through predefined KPIs and assessed by some predefined matrix. Uh, if uh, the company fail to meet those objectives over a specified time, so they will suffer from a penalty. So those, uh, this kind of penalties includes but not limited to uh, an adjustment of the bond terms, uh, such as the bond uh, coupon step up, uh, or it will require the issuer to use its own money to further purchase some of the ESG-friendly assets. Jackson, so, so sustainable finance, um, the, the issuance of sustainable financing bonds, it has totaled $859 billion, um, last year, that's 2021, which was the highest ever, according to um, Refinitiv. And that compares with five hundred and thirty-four billion the previous year. So we're looking at like a growth of basically sixty percent year on year. Can you tell us a bit more about the growth of ESG bonds? So, uh, with the rising awareness of uh, environmental protection and also public health, uh, ESG bonds have actually entered a new phase of rapid development. So the total issuance size was approximately USD one point two trillion in two o two one alone. So uh, the size is nearly 22 times of the issuance amount in 2015. So with many countries uh, successively announcing some kind of carbon neutral neutrality goals, uh, we can see that uh, green bond is becoming a rising star among this trend and actually is now playing a dominant role in the ESG bond market. So it contributed to around half of the all the ESG bond issuance in 2021. I mean, ESG, it seems like there's quite a few areas there. Do you, do you think they can, or these ESG bonds, can you know, really cover all the key areas of sustainable development? And, well, this one's a bit more sensitive. Do you think it can really bring positive impact to society? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's actually a good question. So, yeah, green bond and social bond, are, so as, as I just mentioned, uh, they are targeting two major aspects of sustainability, sustain, sustainable development. So, however, sustainable development covers a wide range of areas. So, the current classifications obviously cannot cover all the key areas. Uh, that's also that's, uh, the reason why sustainability-linked bond emerged, because this type of bond uh, can provide more flexible uh, matrix 
and diversify the direction for companies to apply sustainability uh, elements in their daily operations uh, as it comes with no restriction on how the proceeds are used. Well, okay, Jackson, I know that, you know, the, the, the topic of ESG bonds is proposed on, on our side, but to you, I mean, as from a research perspective or as, a, as an investor, why do you think ESG bonds are worth looking at? Uh, yeah, so uh, because an ESG bond, uh, I, uh, I think, uh, generally has uh, more requirements on the disclosure of the use of proceeds. So uh, actually it can somehow reflect the operating condition and some uh, financial transparency of a company. Uh, in addition, since the funds are raised will be used on projects with uh, positive influence for the planet, uh, ESG bonds started to gain more popularity among investors in recent years. So therefore, we think investors should uh, also start to understand and embrace this uh, new concept. Well, Jackson, you know, after hearing all the, the, the good things about these green bonds, ESG bonds, we also have investors, um, well, actually quite, quite a few of them, who question the logic of paying extra for a bond with a, you know, green or, or ESG label. Um, and they may argue that, you know, there are better ways to incentivize sovereign or corporate borrowers to, to boost their spending on more environmentally friendly or more sustainable sort of projects. So how should an investor assess if a bond is worth this, this greenium? Um, it's a real term. And, and should we be looking at the issuer or the bond itself when, when looking at this greenium? So yeah, uh, actually green bonds uh, historically have exhibited a uh, green premium. So uh, this is the term you just said, greenium. So uh, uh, this means that uh, actually this kind of bonds have lower yields compared to some of the non-green bonds uh, with otherwise similar characteristics. So for individual bonds, we believe that uh, it is still more important to look at the issue itself. So at the end, uh, the credit profile of the issuer is the first and foremost factor when an investor purchases a bond. So however, uh, from the perspective of a group of bonds collectively, uh, let's say a bond index or a bond fund, uh, we actually observed that the total return of ESG bond index are are slightly higher than that of their non-ESG counterparts. So a key reason is that uh, the ESG bond issuers usually have a higher credit transparency, uh, which could be an indicator of a better corporate governance. So empirical studies also show that companies with higher ESG score are less affected during the financial crisis. Uh, and uh, also a lower default rate as well. So that may explain why the total return of the ESG bonds can match with those non-ESG bonds, even with a price premium. Well, you know, you've got companies and governments that are rushing to the green bond market to finance all kinds of environmentally friendly uh, initiatives. And the, th the truth is that, you know, you've got some industries, it's just the nature of it, that are going to be less sustainable um, than others. So is it fair for us to really compare ESG bonds across different industries? Say, for example, you know, comparing an, um, a green bond from an automotive company to a green bond issued by a bank? Uh, actually, uh, since the definition of ESG bonds uh, is depend on is depend on the use of proceeds, so it is more important to look at the projects that they will spend the money into, uh, instead of focusing on the business 
business nature of the issues. So yeah, uh, just uh, as what, what you just asked, uh, we can uh, have an example. Uh, let's say a coal mining company and a charity fund. So if both of them use the bond proceeds to invest into similar green projects, then it does not make a difference at all. So of course, uh, we can say that uh, some environmental friendly companies, they may have more green projects that can really bring positive impact on the environmental enhancement. Uh, on the other hand, uh, we do observe that uh, the lack of clear project definition and some kind of strict regulatory mechanism uh, has resulted in a, a, a greenwashing phenomenon. So it means that uh, the issuers try to label the project as green and also environmental friendly, but essentially they are not. So and there are all the issuers, they promise to use the proceeds uh, raised for environmental improvement, uh, but the actual sustainability efforts are, 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 ignore, uh, are ignorable and not very important. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, that is a legitimate concern for you know investors and institutional investors, especially if they've got like a mandate, an investment mandate, whereby they need to be very careful about the kind of um, investments that they go into. Um, Jackson, now that we've established you know the, the what, why, how, then... I guess investors will be wondering, um, then where do I start? Do you have some ESG bonds that you can share with us? Okay, so uh, we actually have some of uh, ESG bond picks that uh, we think the bond investor can look at. So uh, the first one is uh, actually a green bond. So uh, it is issued by uh, China Water Affairs. So the company is a Chinese public utility company. Uh, they use the bond proceeds on uh, constructing or renovating water uh, supply plants. So pump uh, some and also some kind of pumping station and distribution network. So uh, the, the bond issued by China Water Affairs uh, is actually a 2026 USD bond. So the bond is now yielding at around 6.5%. Uh, uh, the second one, uh, apart from a green bond, uh, the second bond picked social bond. So this uh, social bond is issued by a company named Shiriram uh, Transport Finance. So this company is uh, is an Indian financial company. Uh, they use the bond proceeds on lending out to some first-time buyers of vehicles and some SME that provide transportation service. So yeah, that's why they uh, the bond is uh, called a social bond because yeah they can enhance the total uh, the the uh, the uh, the transportation of the society. So yeah, uh, and the bond issued by Shiram Transport Finance is a bond deal in two hundred two five, and the bond is now yielding at around seven percent. Uh, last but not least, uh, there is also one bond which is a sustainability linked bond. So this bond is is actually issued by Shell on Development. Uh, the company is a Chinese property developer. So they promise to uh, 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 to reduce the greenhouse gases emission intensity by 25% in five years, uh, at the, I mean, at the group level. So failure to do so will lead to a penalty that requires them to uh, purchase extra green assets by cash. So yeah, that's why uh, the bond is uh, named the sustainability linked bond. And this bond uh, deal in 2026 is yielding at around over 14% now. I think my first impression of that is that, well, actually, it doesn't mean that to invest in an ESG bond, then you've got to you know, be reaping very low yields because the yields that you shed from these three bonds actually sound rather reasonable, actually quite high yielding. Um, so looking ahead, Jackson, what is your outlook for these ESG bonds? I, I, I know we talked a bit about it just now, and I also shared some numbers you know, on, on how some 
data providers may think, you know, this is going to grow. But from you, what do you think of the growth? Okay, yeah, so uh, we absolutely believe this uh, ESG concept is a key trend in the foreseeable future. So the part for the the whole ESG bonds market should grow bigger and bigger and, and become uh, more popular and also more welcomed by global investors. So as an investor, especially as some a retail investor, we always put profit at our first priority. So, but what if uh, we can capture profit and also make a positive influence to the society at the same time? So yeah, it, it sounds quite attractive. So yeah, it should be an attractive concept and therefore we are actually holding an opti optimistic outlook towards this ESG bonds. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Jackson. Really appreciate you joining us today to talk um, about ESG bonds, which, you know, as it grows, I, I, I hope we'll have more opportunities to do so as well. Thank you again. Mm, thank you. This episode was brought to you by Bond Supermart. I'm Sarah Chia and our guest speaker with us today is Jackson Chan, manager of Global Fixed Income at IFAS Hong Kong. Follow Bond Supermart on Twitter, Facebook and Telegram to get first-hand updates on new bond issues, credit updates and special events. For bond information and articles, visit our website, bondsupermart.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.